You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. April 9th, another Manic Monday. No, just kidding. It's really not. It's a great Monday. It's a little cooler than it was last week, but you never know. It might be 85 later on in the week. It's a little cloudy. It's not going to rain, so go out and make it a great day. I'm your host, Margie Taylor of Conroe Culture News at Lone Star Community Radio, FM 104.5, 106.1 out of downtown Conroe. So I hope y'all had a fabulous weekend. Uh, the Actually, the second weekend in April since Easter was last weekend, a week ago. April 1st was Sunday. Okay, so it's the second weekend, whatever. So anyway, my guest today will be LaToya Carter. She's the executive director of Family Promise, and she's going to tell us what Family Promise is and how you can get involved with Family Promise. And uh, she is joined by committee member Jennifer Steen with Belial Engineering. And the second half will be Greg Parker. He is in the runoffs for Montgomery County Commissioner and Precinct 2. So he will tell us why he believes he is the right choice. And I'm sure he will tell us about that. So this show is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic. And they are working with prenatal patients, babies, sports injuries, herniated discs sciatica, and migraines, healthy living for a happy long life. And they are located on Highway 105 by Taco Bell across from Conroe High School. So what is going on in downtown Conroe? Well, believe it or not, Stage Right is ready for their first performance of The Elephant Man this Friday. It's premiering and you know you're going to have to get tickets right away. So go to CrichtonTheater.org because everything they have is a sellout and they end up adding more performances. So if you don't know the story about the Elephant Man, it's a story of John Merrick from the 19th century with his deformities trying to merge into London society. So don't want to miss that. The Conroe Art League has two events this week. So Thursday will be a concert at 6.30 with Moores and McCumber at the Maidley Building on Simonton. That's actually the Conroe Art League. It's right next to the Red Brick Tavern right there on Simonton and Main Street. Admission is $20 and a potluck potluck item to share. So all art will be available for purchase in the gallery. You can RSVP Steve Kazmierski and let him know at 936-520-6369. The Conroe Art League is also prepping for their annual Spring Judge Show and Sale this coming Saturday. All school-age students can submit three entries at no charge. Judging is open to the public to view on Saturday, and this will be at the First Baptist Church in downtown Conroe, of course. So another fun thing that's coming up is Kids Fest, and that is a family fun activity that goes for several blocks in downtown Conroe. It embraces Heritage Park. Uh, It's down uh, Metcalf, down Main, down Simonton, and there's little villages where you can go and explore. It's absolutely free for anybody to come and participate. And if you're, there's vendors, uh, there's other nonprofits that are involved in this, and I'm not sure Family Promise has a booth, but 
maybe they should and maybe they could just throwing that out there so we'll we'll talk to latoya about this shortly but it's a, it's a great family event kids fest that's april 28th saturday from 10 to 5 in downtown conroe just come and go to that and uh, there's also signups for the summer music and drama camps with the uh, city of conroe and as they have every fi- Friday night, there is a 60-plus senior dances. And that's at the uh, Candy Cane Activity Center with the city of Conroe. And it's only $5. So if you're 60 and over, what a fun thing to do. I think it'd be fun to go watch. <laughs> you know, just saying. They have a lot of fun. And, and I'm not 60 yet, but I'm close. So I can look forward to going to those on Friday nights. So there's Pioneer Camp Registration is May 10th. That's a really neat thing that happens. It actually takes place in July, but they actually have people, uh, parents, that are so excited about this pioneer camp that the Heritage Museum puts on that they get there really early on the day of registration, May 10th, because all, they have two sessions, but the kids go there to learn about butter churning, face painting, sawing logs, corn shelling, and they just do a lot of fun activities throughout the day. Uh, So that is coming up May 10th, and we'll talk about that again. A really wonderful event is the North Houston Networking Extravaganza, and this is for anybody that has a business card. It's open to everybody, and uh, this is presented by, not Costco, it will happen at Costco at 242, but Brent Roloff is the organizer for this. And this is April 19th from 5 to 8 p.m. It's absolutely free, and there will be over 300 people there. This is the fourth one. They do, they've done this before, and they're going to have another one in October. But the guest speakers will be Bob Milner, Chad Patterson, Zach Richmond from Richmond Realty, Steve Scott, the Houston business coach, and uh, it will be emceed by Monette Smith. Uh, so there's, it's going to be a fabulous event. Again, this is Thursday, April 19th. So that's in another week from 5 to 8 p.m. You don't have to register. You don't have to do anything. Just put that in your calendar to come there to the North Houston networking extravaganza because you will make new relationships with people. And isn't that what it's all about? It is. Okay. So what else do we have going on? Uh, let me see. So Friday night, there's there's always entertainment in downtown Conroe. So, of course, this is no exception to that. Russell Boyd will be at the Red Brick Tavern. Desdemona will be at the Corner Pub. Matt and the Herdman will be at Pacific Yard House. And that is the premiere at 8 p.m. at the Crichton Theater of Elephant Man. On Saturday, Sean Michael will be at the Red Brick Tavern. Giovanni and the Hired Guns will be at Pacific Yard House. Slim Bob and the Fabulous Stump Grinders will be at Corner Pub. And then Elephant Man will again be at uh, the Crichton Theater at 8 p.m. So performances both Friday and Saturday by Stage Right of Texas. And, you know, those are all volunteers that put in all this time to do this. And they do a wonderful job. Sunday, of course, is the Gospel Sunday Brunch at the Red Brick Tavern starting at 10.30 in the morning and the matinee performance of Elephant Man. So lots to do. There's always things to do. Come downtown, shop, eat, enjoy life. So I am Margie Taylor. We're going to take a quick break and be back with my first guests, LaToya Carter and Jennifer Steen, talking about Family Promise.
Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six. Are you suffering from lower back pain? Migraines or headaches? Whiplash? Carpal tunnel? Neck pain? Sciatica or joint pain? Are sports injuries, herniated discs, or complications from pregnancy diminishing your quality of life? Then visit Roger Stein Chiropractic at thirty three zero three West Davis Street in Conroe. Their staff, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers, Dr. Brian McGee, and Dr. Martha Manzanares, are experts in providing safe, effective, and affordable approaches in spinal care designed to stop your pain. With unparalleled service and proven treatments, Rogers Stein Chiropractic is your choice for pain relief. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment. Or visit R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N chiropractic.com. Rogers Stein Chiropractic is a proud sponsor of Conroe Culture News. Lone Star Community Radio presents the Lone Star Radio Troupe. This talented cast will perform radio plays right here in the Lone Star Studios located in downtown Conroe. There will be a new performance every first Sunday of the month. And if you miss the broadcast, just go to Lone Star Community Radio's podcast or YouTube anytime during that month. Go to OurLoneStar.com archives to find the Lone Star Radio Troops' latest play that's available. This is Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's 104.5 FM and 106.1 FM community station. Find us on the web at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is a supporter to the performing arts in Montgomery County, Texas. And we are back on Conroe Culture News from Lone Star Community Radio in downtown Conroe, right next to Conroe Coffee and the Branding Iron. And Branding Iron, I don't know if you know, but you can get so many different souvenirs, authentic Lake Conroe, Conroe High School, just Conroe merchandise. Or you can go in there and have something tailored to you. Just throwing that out there. So we are here today with my guest, Latoya Carter, Executive Director of Family Promise, and Jennifer Steen, who is helping them with their big fundraiser that is coming up next week, April 17th. It's going to be at the Woodlands Methodist Church, and I'm sure she will tell us a little bit about that. So welcome, ladies. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Okay, it's a great day, isn't it? It is. It's a whole lot better than Saturday. Okay. Oh, you're talking weather-wise. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of like Saturdays hanging out. Oh, but, well, yeah, definitely. But the weather, yes, it's a beautiful I mean, day. wouldn't you rather have a Monday than a Saturday? <laughs> uh, okay. Don't know about that. But anyway, so Family Promise. Yes. Why is it called Family Promise? And tell me about Family Promise. This is not the only one ever. Right. (laughs) Right. No. So honestly, Family Promise is the best kept secret here in Conroe. And I'm just going to go ahead and say that we're one affiliate of a national organization. So there's over 200 affiliates across the country. 
ours is Family Promise of Montgomery County. And so we've been serving the community since 2001. We've served over 350 families. And basically it's a, um, a double um, definition as to what Family Promise stands for. One, we're making a promise to our families that we're going to be that support foundation that you need. You know, when families are going through such a tragic crisis, you know, there's a lot of different challenges that they're faced with. And so some of the issues are simple financial or housing, food, transportation. And so without those things, families have a hard time coming out of homelessness. And so we are going to be that backbone for the family. As long as they're willing to put forth the effort to get back on their feet, then we make that promise to them that we will be here to support you. And even further, because we have an education program. So we have some families that we've served, you know, for several years. You know, they've moved out. They're doing good. They're sustainable. They're on their own. And then we help them with education. And so we want to make sure that they get a higher education because with that comes more opportunities. Um, at the same time, you know, as family promise because the family is making a promise to themselves that, you know, we're going to be committed to getting ourselves back on our feet. And so with that promise, there's a lot of different uh, goals that they have to meet. And there's a lot of work that is involved with it. So that's why we're called It's that. hope. It's, it's hope, hope for the family. Yes. So does it encompass all of Montgomery County or just Conroe? Tell me about that. What are the demographics? Well, just because we're family promise in Montgomery County doesn't mean that, you know, there's uh, restrictions to that. So uh, we've had families that have come to us from Houston. We've had families that have come to us from other states. And even still, though we're uh, a homeless shelter for families with children, we also have a resource program. So we've had people who've called us outside of the U.S. Well, they're in the U.S., but, you know, like from Puerto Rico. And um, really, yes. And that was before Harvey. I mean, before the hurricanes and everything. Yeah. And so um, people from all over call us looking for resources and things. And so if we can't fill that need, we have a person that will outsource case management and make sure that need is filled and even follow up and see what other needs they may have. So again, the emphasis is this is families, meaning um, it could be a mom and a dad, but right. they have to have kids, or it could be just a mom or just a dad, but right? Right. Or, so, but they have to have kids with them. Yeah. So it's, uh, we serve homeless families with children, so they all have to have children. And as you said, it could be single adults or couples. They have to be able to work full time. You know, um, they have to be willing to save. Um, they have to be willing to be good parents and just put forth the effort to get back on their feet. How many families do you host at a time? So we serve four families at a time, a maximum of 16 individuals. And um, and we also have a van. So if a family doesn't have transportation, then we can transport them on our van. We have a donated vehicle program. So as a family comes in, they have a, um, a clear driving record and license, and we'll loan them our car until they uh, complete our program. And then we'll actually donate that car to them. But it's four families at a time on a 90-day rotating period. So... You know, we have one opening right now, and so I know uh, the staff is going through applications, and they're setting up interviews to find the family that, you know, will fit our program. So you also get referrals from other um, nonprofit organizations yes. within the area, or maybe even Huntsville or other areas close by right. all the time, I'm mm -hmm. sure. But since you're restricted to only have four, it, it makes it challenging, but yet you can uh, really work with those families because it's smaller. Right. So it's a more intimate goal setting and yes. things that they do. So how does that work? Uh, you work with churches. Right. Yes. Okay. So tell me about that. 
So churches are the um, the housing component for our shelter program. And so they provide the overnight lodging. The congregation comes together as volunteers. They provide the meals, the transportation for the families to and from our day center, which is here in uh, two blocks from downtown Conroe. And so um, a healthy network consists of about 11 churches and right. I mean, um, 17 churches. And right now we have 11, which is a huge problem for us. Um, when we don't have a church available, we actually have to pay for our families to stay in a, a hotel. The cost of that is five sixty-two per week per family. And so this year we're looking at 18 weeks that we'll have hotels stays. And that's approximately um, anywhere between $36,000 and $40,000 that we're going to have to pay for that. And so along with that, you know, we also have to pay for our families to eat out during those hotel weeks. And so we're always looking for individuals or families or neighbors or friends that just want to get together and provide a meal to the families at the hotel. Um, it's a great way to offer fellowship and networking. One of the things that we really don't like about placing the families in the hotel is it, it kind of puts them back in isolation. And so, you know, when a family is going through this type of crisis, they need to be surrounded by people who love community. them and, and community. Yes. And so when they're at the hotel and they're in their own rooms, you know, they're still back in that 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 um, crisis of isolation. They're not with others. Right. Others that can make a difference in their life. So the big thing is you need more churches. And there's so right. many faith groups, there even are. just, let's say, yes. in Conroe or Montgomery right. or the Woodlands. Right. That that really and, and you don't really care what their denominations doesn't matter. It no. doesn't matter. Yeah. So. People need to step up. So what's involved in hosting, being a host church, is they will commit to so many weeks out of the year yes. to have the families. And they come on Sunday afternoon and they set up the beds. So they need to have separate rooms for the families, correct? Well, not necessarily because, you know, we have, have to, some smaller right? churches that they don't have that amount of space. And so they may just have one large room and they use dividers to partition uh, divide for out privacy. the space. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, some of the other churches, they don't have that many rooms, so they may have to uh, bunk up two families per room. You know, it's just as long as you have that space, you know. It's this not room that here, much. Yeah, I mean, no. it's it's four families. Would you say like 16 people, 16 something people. like that? Yes. So uh, they take and they, they're on a rotation. They do it a week at a time, Sunday yes. through Sunday. Sunday. So Sunday to Sunday. Yes. And uh, then hopefully then they get the church members to commit to preparing a uh, small breakfast. Right. And dinner. Do they do lunch too? No, usually there's enough leftovers that the families will, will take that for lunch. Okay. Yeah. So then they leave during the day, the church to go do whatever they need to do. They go to work, school, work, or go look hopefully for work. work. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then they, you have a day center where they could come during the day. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just want to make sure nothing's yeah, changed. And that's where the staff you. is. And, you know, we work with them on goals and developing their resume, applying for jobs, applying for resources, finding additional um, affordable housing. So they're, they're doing something, you know, what I tell them at the day centers all the time, your full-time job is to find a full-time job. And if you get a part-time job, find a second one to supplement for a full-time job. And, you know, our families make it happen. In fact, uh, we had a single mom that came through the program not too long ago, and she had a full-time job and then also got a part-time job just to increase her income. You know, you have to do what you need to do to make it happen to be good parents and, and take care of your household. Well, and you also have eligibility requirements. Correct. Yeah. So they cannot have committed crimes, anything like that. Right. right. So, the, yeah. so the church people, when they're looking to see if they could do this, 
Uh, you want them to be safe as well. So right. they're not eligible to be in the program if they have. No, violent, violent um, criminal history. Right. You know, we do a drug test on site. Uh, and then there's, you know, we have our own requirements. You have to be able to work full time. You have to have your kids. And kids are kind of the insurance anyway, because, you know, if parents that bring their kids into a program, they're more likely to be, you know, good parents and individuals as doers of the what's being given to them. And so, um, yeah, we do the background check. Drug Good. test. Well, we have a silent partner sitting next to you. She <laughs> hasn't look, said anything. So let's quiet. introduce Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. Hi, Margie. How are you? Um, Latoya's done such a great job of explaining <laughs> all of it that We're I was just, just like, able to nod my head. Yes nod your time. head. Okay, <laughs> but you're really here. So I'm really here. Uh, Tell us about your involvement with Family Promise. Sure. You know, I have lived in Montgomery County almost my entire life. I um, got here when I was two, so I figured that's my whole life. And I never heard about Family Promise. And I just learned about it in January, which is... I know. It amazed me that I've been here and just have never heard about this. Um, So um, I got involved. uh, Like you said, our luncheon is coming up next week. And um, I was asked to get on the committee to help um, put together the luncheon. And this year we've we've made some changes I'm very excited about. Uh, We actually have a raffle that we're doing to try and help bring in funds, which has not been done before. Um, people have been very generous. We've got some great donations. We and have, you have them online too. We have them online. They're only $10 a ticket. And um, our value is over $7,000 worth of things that people have donated. The community has really helped out. We've got a gift card basket. We've gone around to different um, restaurants and places here in, in Montgomery County, and they've um, given us gift cards. We have a Honda uh, Recon we have a um, Tupperware, nice cookware sets, like a thousand dollar value. Um, we have a spa basket with a hundred dollar massage. I think we could all use that after planning the luncheon. And um, I'm trying to think. We have a wine basket. Oh, the wine basket. It's with, supposed to be a ten dollar. I mean, ten bottle now. It's eleven bottle wine. Basket. And we have a twenty person private wine tasting at Bernhardt right. Winery. That's inside with the wi- bottles of wine as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really excited about the raffle items we pulled together. We need to sell more tickets. We haven't right. sold very many. And they're only ten dollars. They're only ten dollars. Get it online. Oh, okay. You well, can, you need yeah. to push that all over the place, yeah. girl. You need to do that. We, we are trying. So that was really um, how I got involved, just getting involved just with the luncheon. So I've learned a lot since I've been here. Of course you did. And it's a wonderful organization, isn't it? It is. It is. So have you met any of the families yet? Um, I have met two of the pre-family members. So it's it's been um, interesting learning and meeting people and hearing about their stories and um what really excites me is also the help that Family Promise does with bettering the education because, you know, if you can um, get a better education and you can, you know, move up in your career, that's that's just setting you up to succeed for the Absolutely. rest of your life. Absolutely. No one can ever take that away from you once you get that education or that training, which is very essential. So that is going to be at the Woodlands Methodist Church, and that is next Tuesday. What, what time is it? I mean, it's lunch. From- from 11 to 1 in the Wesley room. So you want to enter from the uh, east side of the building. But uh, we have our uh, national founder, Karen Olson, will be there to speak. And then uh, one of our graduate families will be there to speak. Okay, I was going to ask you Yes. About that. And then we're also going to be acknowledging some of the uh, Family Promise ambassadors, just individuals that have just gone a step and beyond to support the organization. And so... Um, I'm really excited, even as Jennifer pointed out, the raffle is something new, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, we definitely need more sponsors 
So um, if you're looking for somewhere to to invest and give back to the community, Family Promise would definitely be the place to do that. So you can Google and find it pretty easily. But you have a Facebook page and, of course, you have a website with all this information, which is familypromiseofmc.org. But just Google it. Just Google Family Promise because you'll see the Facebook page and you'll see the Mm -hmm. website. And your website has such fabulous information. It's very Thank good. And easy to connect and see what's going on. Definitely follow the Facebook page because every time a family graduates, they post on Facebook um, the specific items that that family is looking for. And so, you know, we're here in Montgomery County and you're helping people right here. And it could be as simple as cleaning supplies or something like that, that you could just pick up at the grocery store the next time you're there. Drop off. Right, because your um, your location is right across from Travis Elementary. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it's easy to find, mm-hmm. and you're out and about, so people can just say, "Hey, Latoya, <laughs> Here's I heard about paper. family. <laughs> <laughs> Promise, talk to me." Yeah. So, uh-huh. and you've been involved for how long, Latoya? Uh, well, I've been working for the organization since um, 2011. So in August, it'll be seven years. But wow. Yeah, but. Um, I actually came to the program as a single mom, three kids. And so, um, like you said, I've been in this county for forever. I started school in Montgomery, graduated in Montgomery, never, well, one, I never needed shelter. You know, it's not something that you really plan. And so uh, when that situation came, you know, it was just time for me to to figure out what am I going to do to fix my situation? And so Google Shelters, Family Promise came up. And it was completely different than anything I had envisioned. And so um, it's a warm, cozy house and their staff that welcomes you, did an interview. It turned out to be a really good fit. So Family Promise helped me uh, finish up my associate's degree. I started working. I started working at Office Depot, made a lot of friends from it at Office Depot. And um, and once I really got on my feet, they hired me as the case manager. And so I did that for three years. And then in 2015, uh, the board elected me as the director to run the organization. And then at the end of this past year, Family Promise helped me obtain my bachelor's degree. And so um, it's an incredible organization that I can personally say has And you're married and you've had another baby. Yes. So <laughs> at the time, my husband, my husband and I were boyfriend and girlfriend. And so we, we made amends and um, we got married and we had another one. There you go. <laughs> Happily ever after. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's life. That's life, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, but it's it's really good. It's it's a um, it's something that I I care a lot about. I have a lot of passion for. You know, it's it means a lot to me. The volunteers mean a lot to me. Seeing the family succeed means a lot to me simply because I've been where they are and I can see what their future holds as long as they stay committed to it. And it's a really good organization that I wish more people would know about one because you never know when you're going to come in contact with someone that's in need. Absolutely. And then also just because it's such a life-changing organization from the parents to the children, to the family around the, uh, the family. And so it's a great organization just really get involved with. What is your biggest need besides getting more churches involved? (laughs) But what is something tangible that the community can supply you with right now? You know, um, the community can supply us with themselves. You know, you know, I've heard it. Uh, Chad Patterson said it well. You know, your time, your talents, or your treasures. 
And simply because nonprofits around here, we need all of that. And and we're a small organization. So, you know, like Jennifer said, she signed on to be on the committee and she just brought that skill with her. And so we're always looking for individuals for our leadership team, which is our board, and then also the committees that they form, just as much as we are always looking for volunteers at our um, day center as receptionists. We're always looking for volunteers to just prepare a meal. How fun is that? Get with your kids, prepare a meal and then take it up there. They can volunteer to play games with other kids and, and you know, you can network with that family. So um, we're just always looking for individuals themselves. If, if maybe you're an expert or something, are you an expert at Facebook? I could definitely use someone to just manage the Facebook page. Do you know how to run Constant Contact? Do you know uh, WordPress, GoDaddy, whatever? You know, um, we need all hands on deck all the time. Okay. We have an amazing organization. Well, thank you. And uh, I am looking forward to spreading the word about Family Promise. So we appreciate you both coming on, Jennifer and LaToya. And we're going to take a quick break. Uh, This show is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic. I am Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture. And we'll be right back with our next guest. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Are you suffering from lower back pain? Migraines or headaches? Whiplash? Carpal tunnel? Neck pain? Sciatica? Or joint pain? Are sports injuries, herniated discs, or complications from pregnancy diminishing your quality of life? Then visit Rogers Stein Chiropractic at 3303 West Davis Street in Conroe. Their staff, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers, Dr. Brian McGee, and Dr. Martha Manzanares, are experts in providing safe, effective, and affordable approaches in spinal care designed to stop your pain. With unparalleled service and proven treatments, Rogers Stein Chiropractic is your choice for pain relief. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N chiropractic.com. Roger Stein Chiropractic is a proud sponsor of Conroe Culture News. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Margie Taylor, and this show is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic, where you need to go with all your ailments and anybody, whether it's to get a physical exam for school, for sports, 
or uh, prenatal or babies, herniated disc, sciat sciatica, <laughs> sciatica, sciatica. Okay, sorry. Uh, or any any other issues. Healthy living for a happy long life. So we are ready to roll into my next guest, who is not no he is no stranger to this radio station or downtown Conroe for that matter. But Greg Parker is in the runoffs. It will happen May 22nd for Commissioner in Precinct 2. Uh, so take it away, Greg. Well, how are you today, Margie? I'm fine. Oh, fantastic. It's yes. good. And you're right. I am in a runoff. Uh, May 22nd, early voting from May 14th through May 18th of uh, this year. And we're looking forward to victory on, on that. I know uh, it's kind of... Uh, quite a bit is it's actually you know been a long journey wow <laughs> when did you start wow um i would say probably around maybe august or september of last year i think, I think that's started. when i met you yeah i think it started around then and, and you were quiet yeah you I, almost <laughs> seem shy <laughs> but not, not. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. It's, yes. It's been a long journey, but it's been fun. We've got to meet a lot of people in Precinct 2, got to see a lot of the uh, the things that are, are, are happening, as well as um, some the constituents and the needs that are, are, are really needed around the precinct. So it was, it's been a journey, but it's also been very rewarding. So you have some experience as a commissioner in Kamal County. Yes. You've, you've had uh, two terms. That's correct. And uh, you've moved out here five years ago? About five years ago. About yes, five, five years, years ago. ago. Mm -hmm. uh, you were also appointed by um, Governor Rick Perry. That's correct. To do emergency communications. Right. The Texas Emergency Communications Commission, they handled 911 and things to that effect around the state. Why did he appoint you to that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, on the appointment application, you get to choose which one of the, which one of the things interest okay. you. And emergency communications and emergency management interest me. So I, I put that down. And um, next thing you know, I get the call and I thought, wow, okay, I will, I will serve the state of Texas. By all nice. means. And you were also a city manager. That's correct. A city manager in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. Okay. So you're very diverse. Yes. So uh, with those experiences and of course, having been a commissioner before, you know what the job, this isn't like something you really don't know what's the responsibilities will be. You know what the responsibilities will be. That's correct. Um, I can hit the ground running. You won't at all. Some people in precinct two have asked, okay, well, you know, if we elect you, what are we going to lose? Are we going to have, or is there any ramp up time or something? No, I can come in and hit the ground running straight from, um, from the bat. As a matter of fact, some, there's several things, not only um, uh, I want to change with commissioner's court and or see changed. I think it's important that we do have someone who has that experience and, you know, you're, we're not losing any ground by, by change. And that's, I think is important because a lot of people fear change because they fear that, you know, we, we'll lose what we have or we'll lose um, any type of uh, mechanism for you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> losing my mic. Down. It's like slipping down to the table here. So what are some of those changes? What do you expect to happen yeah. uh, when you get Okay. That's, in? that's very valid. First thing I want is to change um, the fact that the Precinct 2 commissioner is not performing their constitutional or statutory 
um, authority over the departments within the county. That was given up to the county judge, and I think we need to take that back. That's the first step. Once we do that, then I think we'll um, the you'll have a, a lot better oversight over the departments, and those department heads won't feel as though they have to do what one the county judge says only. They actually appoint. To, they'll actually be. Um, a voice of all a the voice commissioners, for all the commissioners, and, and and actually reporting to all of us, and that way, um, they, of course, you'll have to have three to make anything right. Work, so it won't be just Greg Parker deciding exactly. that's going to happen. Exactly. It will be whoever else is sitting there exactly. with you. So yes. you know, Mike Metter, uh, who's ever uh, elected in precinct four, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Nowak, mm-hmm. and, and uh, then the county judge. The county judge, yes. We all have to work together at that point, and we all give the reviews. We all have to, you know. It's interesting to see once you see when a, a department head reports to just one, just a county judge, they just make the county judge happy. And then the other commissioners can't get any information. You know, the, the packets or have inf- um, reports or anything to that effect that are put out at the last minute. And next thing you know, the commissioners haven't read it because they can't get the information in time. Or when the department heads report to all the, the full commissioner's court, they have to make us all happy. And that's important. Well, it enlightens the, well, it helps Check the communication. Yes, it does. So when you're sitting there and you are managing the county, mm-hmm. it's important to know everything that's going on from yes. all the departments. It is, quite. Okay, what other changes and what are some of your goals that okay. you would hope to achieve? Well, I know, um, and I'll, I guess I'll get a little specific. One of the major goals I want is to really address uh, flood mitigation and really get involved in making sure that not only the individuals in Superior Road get that new bridge or, or you know, really can get in and out of their subdivision and their houses when it rains. I think that's important because I don't want to leave anyone out in that effect because that's that's very damaging to a family when you leave to go to the store and it's raining and you come back and you can't get to your house. That needs to stop. And that's it has, scary. It's scary. And it's been that way for years. No one has addressed it. It needs to be addressed. So we had a little rain a couple of weeks ago. Yes. And there was also uh, more flooding or potential flooding out in Wood Forest. Mm -hmm. And you also have River Plantation is in Precinct 2. That's correct. Uh, So some of the areas that did sustain some flooding in Montgomery County are Mm -hmm. in Precinct 2. That is correct. And we need to address those issues. It's not a, it's, you know, it's, it's really important we do. Well, River Plantation has been flooded several times. Okay, well, we need to look at avenues to correct, either correct the problem or we need to really perform some floodplain administration. And when you rebuild your house, you need to rebuild it above that base flood elevation. So next time uh, when it rains, w- you know, we know. But also we need to update the, uh, the data for the floodplain maps and things to that effect. That needs to be done. So that way we we now have the correct data. From my understanding, has been done since 1969. It needs to be it needs to be updated. So we've got current data that we're basing these blood these base flood elevations on. And guess what? Now they can build these uh, their houses above that. Or let's even look at encouraging development from the standpoint of multifamily use. You know, you've got some apartments that can be built above those those parking garages. That could be down there. What? Why not even encouraging that? That way you get you can get more people in, and you get some multifamilies in, and you don't have the destruction level because that that bottom level is all a concrete parking garage. You know that that's, that's an interesting that's, idea. That's some good thoughts that we should at least look at. 
So I have a couple of questions mm -hmm. pertaining to the flooding. First one is, were you out in River Plantation after Harvey? I was, yes. I was out mucking out houses. You were actually getting dirty. Well, yes. I was dirty. You know what? And you know how I know? Because me and you saw each other down there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, we both were so, out there. So, I mean, you're not just talking the talk. I'm not talking the talk. I actually did it. I just didn't do it for photo ops. I actually went down there. You went out there yes. and didn't bring your camera. Didn't bring my camera. Nope. Just went out there and did it. Did you serve any food or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hmm, uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, you went yeah. out there and helped. So I what did. I'm asking is, so you have seen the reality and the destruction I of have. the flooding. So the other question I have is, then would you be working with SJRA as far as flooding? You know, that's, that's a very interesting question. I do believe there's more coordination that needs to be um, done, whether it be we go through the um, leg legislative channels to change some things in SJRA or that um, we work with their board to um, find solutions to these problems on a, at the county level and working with them in coordination, especially when it comes to emergency management. While the county judge is, by law, technically the emergency manager for the county, um, I've, I understand that, that avenue. And I think it's important that the Precinct 2 commissioner and all the commissioners have a good handle on that and can disseminate information quickly to our citizens and, and those subdivisions and we can get that information out. So we need to have that communication with S SJRA to make sure we are up to date as to what's going on as well. You know, I found it interesting, our house, where, we're, where we live, me and my wife, it, the floodwaters got up to our back fence. And now, from our understanding, we didn't build or buy in a floodplain. So now we're wondering, okay, what's up? Now we end up buying flood insurance. and Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and we're kind of wondering, okay, what's going on? You know, right. that's, that lets me know the floodplain maps need to be updated or we need to find out uh, and have communication with us. Was the floodwaters, you know, what was the flood flow and things? You know, we really need to have some communication so that commissioners can push that to our, our constituents so that they know. And it's important to have that communication with them. Well, what do you think about Senator Creighton's involvement with SJRA? Uh, Senator Creighton's been fantastic. And if he can um, lead the charge on change, I think it's important to to back him up on whatever change that, that he wants to move forward with. Okay. And another thought I know you've spoken about this before mm -hmm. is even having um, leaders, appointed leaders, that have been recognized in different communities. So you have one person to give out the information in that community, let's say Wood Forest or okay. something yes. like that, yes. or River Plantation, so that you work directly with whoever it is, somebody with HOA or something to deliver information. So if there's an issue or something, you can get them information, communicate that right away. Uh, that is correct. I'm, I'm looking at setting up what I call a citizen's core for the subdivisions within Precinct 2. Um, to set up a designated person right. within those subdivisions, as leader mm -hmm. within those subdivisions that we can communicate with and they can disseminate the information as well as they can push information to us because, you know, right. uh, one person cannot know everything, but they can push that information to my office or, or, or the commissioner's office and say, okay, we've got these issues and these mm -hmm. problems. Then we can address Is those that issues. being done anywhere in Montgomery County? I mean, do they have that system? You're not sure? They have. They have. Do we have that things. system right now, let's say, in Precinct 2? I would venture to say the, the information in Precinct 2 is not being disseminated within a, not only not a timely matter. So it needs matter, to be more efficient. It needs, it needs to be more efficient. I, I've only, matter of fact, I don't think I've even seen a newsletter from, 
from Precinct 2. Uh, well, that could be something you could do. That is something that I plan to do, uh, a newsletter. Uh, I'm not sure if they're communicating with each of the subdivisions, because I know in our subdivision, when we were um, going through the flood issues, I was the point person, and there was another person that were the point persons within our subdivision. We were getting no information from Precinct 2, Commissioner's Office, none. We had to go and find it ourselves, and we posted it on our community Facebook page and said, this is what we found. Okay, here's the roads that we found were closed. And surprisingly enough, some of that information, most of that, not to say most of it, but some of that information was coming from Precinct 3 Commissioner, why am I getting more information from him than I am from my own commissioner? Okay, so there's things that can be improved That's to correct. enhance communication yes. to all the people that live in Precinct 2. And then maybe then they can get involved, too. Yeah, In right. volunteering efforts or whatever. Yes. Okay, uh, so you also have a fundraiser coming up. I do. We do. Yes. Uh, on April 17th, tax Tuesday. Day. April, tax, tax day. Tax day fundraiser. <laughs> Um, we have a fundraiser coming up. We're going to have a silent auction. We're going to have a fish fry yes. um, out there. So we're going to have some good fish. Um, we've got some great folks cooking. Yes, great folks cooking. And uh, we'll have some uh, great silent auction items. So you can come in. Now, um, you can donate what you wish when you come. That's the beauty of it. You can, you can come out and donate what you wish. Um, but be, you know, be involved. With it it's about bringing on. people out there. Bringing people out. And it's a new location. It's a new event venue. Yes. It's called the Mound at, I'm sorry, it's the Lodge, the Lodge. at Mound Creek. Yes. Which is actually off of Fish Creek Thoroughfare. Yay. So we're having a fish fry. <laughs> fish fry off of Fish Creek <laughs> It's all relevant. Okay. And so that's April 17th, and yes. it's going to be 6 to 8. Mm -hmm. So people need to just come. Just come. Don't just come. worry about... Um, the donation, just just come and donate what you can. What you can, yes. Donate what you can and be a part and um, eat some great fish. And I think we're having fish and uh, onion rings, French fries, hush puppies, and all that kind of stuff. All the fixings. All the fixings. I'm ready. It's going to be fun. So the venue is um, out there on some acreage. It's almost, mm -hmm. it's pretty rustic looking, but it's very nice, comfy, cozy type feel. And it can accommodate quite a few people. So everybody in Precinct 2 needs to go, right? Everybody. <laughs> show up, everybody. Just everybody show up. Right. Yes, everybody. So an election is May 22nd. Early voting is May 14th through 18th. Yes. And you have a Facebook page, Parker 2018. That's correct. That's and correct. you also have Parker 2018, all for consistency, consistency. and branding. Branding. Yes, branding. Uh, uh, I've been taught that by somebody. Branding is key. <laughs> branding is key. Uh, Parker2018.com mm -hmm. uh, yep. is your website is for correct. all your information, things that are true and things about your experiences. Exactly. Let's talk about okay. your endorsements. Okay. Who are some of your endorsements? Well, we have endorsements from McLea, which is the Montgomery County Law Enforcement Association. We have endorsements from the... Uh, Texas Patriots Pack. We have endorsements from the Montgomery County um, Tea Party. We have endorsements from, oh, you have to. Toll Free Highways? Yes. I'm looking at highways. something here. I, I know. It's a lot to remember. I'm trying to remember uh, off the top of my head. Grassroots America. Grassroots America. That's a statewide um, grassroots organization. Texas Patriots Pack? Yes, the Texas Patriots Pack. That's local here. Here, let me share this with you. That's local here. <laughs> we have uh, resident advocates of um, the Woodlands has also endorsed us. These are some very significant organizations and very um, grassroots organizations that not only are pivotal 
to the community, but they are very instrumental in the local elections. You have some local leaders that are advocating for you? Uh, we do. We have um, some local leaders that are um, really instrumental. I know um, Gordy Bunch has um, come out publicly for me, as as well as um, some of the other um, Woodlands Township board members. Um, we also have, uh, boy. Mr. Coates? Yes. <laughs> Steve is there. Let me help you out here. <laughs> help me out. <laughs> Steve's been very instrumental as well. He's he's a great guy, and we appreciate his help as well. Um, he's going to win his seat and, and take um, place back with the Texas legislature, and we're looking forward to that. And I know we'll be working with him to get a lot um, really past this next legislative session and a lot of fixing fixings that um, we really need for to help the county out. So I'm looking forward to having him back in the Texas legislature. What are you most excited about? You know, uh, for me, I'm most excited about being a part of change here in Montgomery County. And that change, not ch again, not change just to change, but change to help out the citizens of Montgomery County. To make life better? To make life better. Not only to cut the taxes, but to fix the flooding. You know, when I talk to the people on Superior Road, it's interesting how they tell me, you know, it seems like we've been forgotten. And to, to really be a part of this change in Montgomery County. That's what's most exciting to me. And, you know, I could die tomorrow, but knowing that the, you know, the Lord has said, look, you We'd still have the be, fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for some reason, I believe you would. <laughs> to be a part of that change, I think is, is very, very exciting for me. And, and I'm, I'm passionate about that change. And that's, what's important to bring this back to the people. It's, you know, it's it's interesting to see. It's just interesting to be a part of. Well, good. So it, it's kind of um, relevant that you're having a fundraiser on tax day. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's really relevant. It is. Um, Lower well, taxes come to the fundraiser on tax day. On tax day. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to wrap this up here. And I'm your host, Margie Taylor of Conroe Cultural News. And this is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic. And they are working with anybody with any ailments to make their life better, healthy living for a happy long life. Uh, RogerSteinChiropractic.com. Again, you can find out more about Greg Parker and his uh, runoff election race, which is May 22nd is um, voting day by going to Parker2018 on Facebook or Parker2018.com to find out about his qualifications, endorsements, and experience and all of that all stuff. That. So that's it for today, and we look forward to next Monday. There will be a podcast out about this show that will be shared on Conroe Culture News and various other places, so look for that, and it'll have both all the guests from today. Thank you very much. Thanks have a great Monday. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, 
and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.